Oh, how's everybody doing? This is JFunds1, and I am with my co-host, uh, Diana and Andre. How you guys doing? Good. Doing well. How are you? Fantastic. We just we just saw and witnessed what I believe one of the best finales of the series, and but well, that's just my personal opinion. I haven't had I haven't had a chance to talk with these guys yet. What, what, what did you guys think? As far as finales go, it was one of the best I've seen of any TV show of any season finale. Yeah, I thought I thought it was amazing. I off the top of my head can't remember specifically all the other finales for other seasons, but this really was an amazing episode. So I'm I'm satisfied with it. I'm happy with it. One of the interesting things is in Game of Thrones up to this point, every season, like the penultimate episode of each season was kind of the big one. Yes. This yeah, time yes. around, uh-huh. I noticed was, that they yeah. saved a lot of the bullets for the last episode of the season, for the season finale, and uh, I think they paid off. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there was no epic battle per se, but I think the White Walker tearing down the wall at the end kind of yeah made up for that. That was kind of like the big epic scene that we needed to leave leave it off. And having only been seven episodes this season, each episode just—I mean, there's a couple little. Uh, there's one or two episodes, maybe the first one and maybe the fourth one, am I? Or the fifth one? There was just a little bit like, you know, more housekeeping type episode. But right. each episode had drama. Each episode was action-packed in terms of moving the story along forward. This is, you know, only seven episodes. Uh, they spent their money well. They spent their resources well. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so now, okay, guys, so what do you think? What is your What, what was your drop-the-mic moments? Because I have a fantastic one. <laughs> Maybe you should go first. Yeah, then. go ahead. <laughs> Actually, my jump to my moment was, was kind of a interesting one. That's not um, action packed, but um, th- this this finale was so was so great. I think that it's going to take more than one podcast to kind of go through it all as as we normally do. But my jump to Mike moment was when Tyrion took the glass of wine after he thought he was going to be killed. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That was ballsy. That whole, oh my god, that whole scene was amazing. Like, I, I loved his acting. I loved Cersei because, I mean, you, just as much complexity is going into his decisions is going into hers as well, you know? I mean, she wants to kill him, but she, she can't. And uh-huh. at the end of the day, he's still her brother. So maybe for the first time, we saw a little bit of that maybe weighing on her mind, which was interesting for Cersei. I don't know if you guys have a different opinion on that, but I mean, that's the way I take it that, at least. I mean, it's interesting that Jamie and Cersei are seen as like the closer siblings, but in a lot of ways, uh, Tyrion and Cersei know each other way better. Right. You know, Tyrion yeah. knew he could go into that room and Jamie was duped all in the same episode. It, it proves that Tyrion actually knows Cersei way better than Jamie does, even though Cersei and Jamie are lovers and have all that history. Right. I mean, as much as I hate to say it, because it's kind of it was kind of mean of her to say, but when she told Jamie that he was <laughs> the dumbest Lannister, she he kind of right. is. Like yeah. he's, he's yeah. I mean, he's not dumb as a person. He's not a stupid person. But in terms of compared to Cersei and Tyrion, right. he is because they're just so clever and intelligent, and they know you know they. Well, he's a warrior. Know... That's what he was trained to do, right, and exactly. that's what his father wanted him to be. Right. Well, this episode had everything that. It kind of tied up everything I wanted in everybody, um, including um, Jamie, where he finally had a chance to stand up to his sister, even in the face of death. In addition to that, he had he had a, a moral code. He was like, this isn't between the houses of here and the houses of there. This is, quite frankly, this is between the living and the dead. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so do, I mean, do you think that he finally left Cersei? Like, do you think it's the real deal that he jumped ship and maybe I think not so. necessarily... I mean, he wasn't wearing any Lannister garb. He wasn't wearing any armor. He was, he looked like Pod out there. Right. You know, he was just yeah. uh, a private citizen almost, just riding yeah. up himself. He was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to help stop this, you know, evil that's coming down. I don't really care, you know, come what may. Right. I mean, this I, I episode... just... sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I, I just don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure if he left just because he was like, you know, I can't support, I can't support her anymore. <laughs> um, and he doesn't really have a plan yet. Or if he's actually going to switch to the other side and try to fight against her, you know, maybe not initially switch to the other side, but definitely initially say, no, I need my sword belongs to fighting the dead. Right. I don't really care. You know, you know, we'll sort that out later. But right now the real threat is, you know, the evil that's coming on the wall and he sees it. I'm not, he knows I'm not going to use it, you know, to my crazy advantage like Cersei is deciding to do, which she's, she's nuts. Um, I tell you what, this, this episode has so many layers to it that I, I, yeah. I kind of feel myself wanting to about everything at the same time. But um, let's stick with Jamie. Um, I also like the fact this episode in the beginning, it created an incredible amount of tension. Like when they when when Jamie when when everyone was arriving for the big meeting, yeah, and um, the conversation that they were having with each other was classic. Well, Tyrion and Bronn was so good. Um, Brienne and Brienne the Hound. and the Hound was so good. Brienne and yeah. Pod and Pod and yeah. Tyrion. Uh, yes. That conversation with 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 Brienne and the Hound, I mean, it just rem- it, it it reminds me of another pairing that I like. The Hound is now with Jon Snow or Arian Targaryen, whatever you want to call him. Aegon. And, Aegon. Huh? Aegon. Ag- exactly. Aegon Targaryen. The Hound is now with him. Jamie is now with him. It's like you have the um, hopefully Bronn is now with him. So now you have all the best warriors, including Arya. By the way, my prediction did come true. Someone big went down. Yes. That's true. <laughs> and um. And it was it was surprised that that I didn't see it coming because I thought Littlefinger. I'm switching subjects again because so much to it. But I so thought much, Littlefinger, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought Littlefinger was finally getting to Sansa, and I was thinking it was going to be Sansa that was going to die. Well, but I'll leave that for later. Were Sansa um, and Arya plotting this all season, and they were just kind of like tricking us in the sense yeah, that, like, I think so. We were we were looking at it through Littlefinger's eyes and not suspecting anything. Is do you think that's what kind of <sighs> happened? Yeah, I I think that's what happened. Honestly, I think they kind of pulled one over our eyes, and I, I think so. I'm yes. so happy that I'm so happy that it went down like that because everyone in you know the community when everyone was talking about uh, you know what whether this was really true that Littlefinger was successfully manipulating Sansa, um, a lot of people were thinking back to last season, the, the battle with Arya and the Waif. There were a lot of theories that people were saying were a little bit complicated, like maybe Arya is the waif, and basically the fandom was kind of dreaming of all these endings that actually didn't come out to be true, and then everyone was saying, oh, you know what, the writers, they actually kind of go with the obvious solution to the characters' problems, yeah, and that a lot of people in the fandom kind of overthink what what they're going to do with these characters, so people were pulling that argument this season, talking about Arya and Sansa, they're like, there's 
you know, we want them to be pulling one over Littlefinger's head, but really, I think, you know, what we see is what we get, and he actually is manipulating Sansa. So I was so happy to see that it was actually true that there was something more to the picture than what the fans actually thought. Because... You know, where the series is now, where we kind of know the direction of where things are going, like we're just kind of working out the details, that's kind of where we're at right now. It was really fun to have something genuinely surprise me. Right, exactly. You know, because like, that... It reminded me of earlier on in earlier seasons where you just kind of like have that thrill, that rush, that fun part, that fun aspect that doesn't really there anymore. Right, like the red wedding, you know. Yeah. Because we were we were just talking about this last ep- or the last couple podcasts when I was I was complaining hardcore about how the show has become so obvious and you know everything is what do you expect and whatnot. So it was like finally, thank God they gave us something that we weren't necessarily totally expecting, and that was satisfying. In the beginning, all throughout this series, not this series, sorry, this season, Sa- um, Sansa has always said, "I know what Littlefinger wants," and we always wanted to know what she was thinking when she said that. And I think we have that answer now. Littlefinger wanted to separate families. That's yeah. true. And that's what he's been doing. But you know what? What kind of tipped me off beginning of that season when I saw Sansa sitting there with Brandon. Oh, I was yeah, thinking, definitely. oh, wait, yes. Brandon would never let anything bad happen to Arya. Right. Brandon I know, that saw everything. Away. So it kind of made me think, wait, what's happening here? Yeah. And it made total sense later on. But like so much Brandon gave him so much information. Yeah. The, the moment I saw Brand, I knew Littlefinger was done for. But <laughs> I was I was still surprised because up leading up to that, my emotions were very high on Sansa being upset with her for allowing Littlefinger to walk her down a dark path. And then I was thinking of all the different scenarios. If Sansa declares herself king of the north, how does John come back? And does does John now have to fight the houses of the North again to reclaim it before he fights the White Walkers? I'm going through all the different scenarios in my head before I saw Bran. So that was excellent writing, I thought. Right. So and I love so what, how he I love how he ultimately led to his own demise in the sense that he taught. I mean, they used his lessons against him, you know. Yeah. In in terms of playing him. But don't you and, think in a little way that. Uh, Sansa coming clean about Littlefinger and what he did to Lysa. Don't you think that Sansa is somewhat culpable in that whole situation because she lied, remember? She lied to the lords of the Eyrie about what happened in order to protect Littlefinger, and she was too dumb to know at that point that that would, you know, he's using that against her, but it kind of opened her up. That's true. That thought did occur to me for a split second when, uh, when we were watching it, but I thought to myself... We don't really know what else, what other conversations have been had besides what we're seeing right now. Like she could have talked to, I forget his name, but who's the guy that's uh, the ve- the veil from the veil? Yon Royce. Uh, Royce. Yeah. Uh-huh. Royce. Right. I mean, who's who's to say that she didn't have a conversation with him beforehand about all of this little thing stuff? Clean you about know? It, yeah. Right. And I mean, she could have lied because her life was. You know, her life in a lot of ways, she kind of becomes Lord Protectorate of the Vale because she is the oldest family to Robin that's left if you get rid of Littlefinger. So she's not only Lady of Winterfell, but in a lot of ways, she would be Lord Protector of the Vale until Robin comes of age. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how much... I'm not it's, sure if she has any... Set, you know any, what I mean? Uh, because Lys is only living... Yeah, I, guess, I suppose bit, you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would be her and uh, well, the Starks, the Stark kids. Right. Yeah, I guess maybe she does have the veil now. 
So we have a social media comment by um, Clyde Marie, and she says, I'm not a TV talker, um, but when Stark sisters pulled their fast one, I became Tina Fey and shouted aloud, twist! <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so, um, so Littlefinger got his demise, and I like the fact that he had to answer for everything that he did, including, yeah. including um, turning on Ned Stark and whispering in his ear, you know. Yeah, um, right. Yes. Oh, that was so good. I love yeah. that. That was I know, and 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 because because when that happened, when he betrayed Ned Stark, we all felt, we all felt that. You, you see what I'm saying? And and it was it was a yeah. it was a, a hard and fast betrayal. And honestly, I never thought Littlefinger would have to answer for that particular act. Th- that was kind of fun because you think in season one things happen and you know murders take place and no justice ever comes of it, and to have this come full circle and in the end things are made right. Such good writing. It, I mean, this, this, once again, this, this, this goes under the check of this finale has given me everything that I wanted in the Game of Thrones. I mean, every single detail. Um, um, let's talk about Cersei. Can we, can we go there? Yes, let's go there. First She's of all, evil. I want to talk about her, her clothes. Man, she had the most evil, bone chilling, <laughs> spine tingling evil clothes on did you see the thing that was on her spine it was like this kind of embroidered kind of lizard like item but it was all black you see that i missed that i'm not sure specifically what you're talking about but i I do know in general that yeah she's been dressing pretty evil for the last couple seasons which i don't really like honestly i feel like she should wear she should rep her house more i mean she's all about house lannister i mean wear wear some red you know i mean she used to always wear red the first few seasons she's kind of taken on this other form though She's kind of been above her house, even. She's she's kind of taken the, you know, the, I don't know, all her knights wear black. Black's like her color now. That's her thing, like her heart. Yes, and the yeah. knights look like something out of Star Wars, like the the Empire Strikes like Back kind of gear. or something, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have to admit something, man. Cersei looked kind of hot today, though. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, her hair's growing a little more. Yeah. Uh, she looked hot, man. She was just like, I mean, I mean, her demeanor, it was just like sizzling. I was just like, whoa, man. I mean, if, I were, if I were to rank, she's like number four for me in this episode, let's be honest. Wait, you know what, what just occurred to me? Her, yes? hair, her hair should have definitely grown like five feet by now, based on the timeline. Oh, here we go. This timeline. You know what? We we lost the whole podcast, and I wish we had that audio, but we're going to revisit that one day on another podcast. But go ahead. Sorry. I'm just saying, come on. Like, her hair has literally, I mean, it's grown a little bit, but it's literally only grown grown an inch. Like, she should have her full head of hair back by now. Well, it's just style people. She, like, wears it as, like, a reminder of what happened to her. Like, it feeds her evil. It feeds her anger. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe she's been cutting Plus, you know, she's uh, getting older in years. She wants some more sensible do. Getting the grandma do. Yeah. So now, now that we talked about her clothes and her awesome gear, let's talk about how how resolute she is. I mean, the first. Th- I mean, okay. What did you guys think of the first the first meeting? It was weird. There were so many major characters in the same room. It was a lot to take in. It was pretty sure. much I what I expected. She's just so hateable. God, I love her as a character because she just plays it so well. Like, I, I loved when Daenerys came late and she was like, we've been waiting a while, <laughs> you know, or whatever she said. I was like, oh, you have to get a dig in, you know, because you're just so, uh, so, so, uh-huh. She definitely great. gets the award. Oh, Daenerys gets the award for the best entry, best appearance. I mean, she flew on oh, a def- dragon. Everybody else just kind of sailed in. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. 
And Huron, did you guys think he was actually leaving, or did you think he was working with Cersei? Because in the end, I, we found that. Huh? I actually thought I actually fell for it. Like I actually thought he was leaving, and I, I was did really, too. Well, not yeah, only do like I, I think he was leaving, I think Cersei could have been playing Jamie in the last few minutes. I I don't even necessarily believe that she's telling the truth. Whenever she starts talking, I have no idea what to believe when she says things. I mean, I, I believe the plan that she told to Jamie later in the episode. I feel like that was her coming clean about the actual plan. Like, that's definitely happening, that she bought the Golden Company in Essos and all that. But, uh, yeah, I fell for it. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. I was like, oh, man, he's leaving. Like, wow, he really uh, he really is out of here. And I, Although the one, the one thing that, that made me question it slightly was her, was Cersei not protesting it, you know? Because she she was just like, all right, leave. That is true. You know? I didn't think of that. I thought that was a little bit strange, but I still believed it. What is her deal now? Is she going to release her armies, or is she not going to release them? Is she going to fight alongside? I mean, I mean, what's her? Her, what's her, her plan is her plan is to just stay in King's Landing with everyone while all the Northmen and Daenerys' army goes and fights the White the White Walkers on their own, and she's assuming that they'll lose a good percentage of their force and between them losing a large percentage of their force and her gaining this new force, she plans on defeating them that way. Like she's totally unconcerned about the white walkers at all. She's like not even thinking about the fact that, you know, they're going to come South. That well, she's calculating south. knowing that let's say she takes her armies North and she fights alongside, um, yeah, alongside the Northmen to kill the White Walkers. What happens then? Let's say they win. You know, she still comes out on the losing edge, on the losing end. Uh, but be- Jamie properly explained to her, saying that once somebody is going to win that war, and whoever wins, they're going to come and kill you because we won't be able to handle See, their. See, there's arms. where she doesn't care. She doesn't care about the people of King's Landing. She doesn't care about the people in in Westeros. She only cares about herself right. and her baby. That's all she cares about. And if she thinks that, you know, she doesn't see a way for her baby and herself to stay alive in the scenario where she sends the, you know, the armies up, armies come back, you know, obviously at that point, Daenerys will have all the leverage. Daenerys and Jon will sit the Iron Throne. There's no chance that she survives that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So from her perspective, at least this gives her a shot. Well, okay, I I hear you, but I, I don't think that that's a viable. I think that she is so well, okay, short-sighted. Okay, so put, put yourself in her shoes. Look at her motivation. Her motivation is, you know, holding on to power. That's all she cares about and saving her baby. What is the best way to do that? The best way to do that is to join up with the rest of the living because this isn't a fight between the living and between houses, just like her Jamie said, this is a fight between the living and the dead. And she has to join the living in the battle to ensure her own safety. But everything we've seen from her, you know, indicates that she doesn't care about life. In a lot of ways, you know what I mean? She doesn't really she only cares about her cares about herself, herself and I guess her children. I don't know. I mean, if that were true, that, though, no. if that were true, then she would be like sailing to Essos or something to just be safe with her right. child. But she, but wants she obviously rule. wants power right. as well. Yeah. But so do you guys actually even believe 
hundred percent that she's pregnant. Because yes, still I do. Questionable. I'm sorry, she's pregnant now. This she's episode pregnant. convinced me further, and I think that she didn't mean to show Tyrion that she was pregnant. That was not part of the calculus. And she had a tell, and that was whatever. Really, I feel like it. she was trying intentionally trying to show him. Like she kept rubbing her belly and all I that. I thought that was the tell. I'm not that sure she was why. trying to keep secret, and it kind of came out. But I could be wrong on that. Like, what interest does she have in keeping it a secret? If anything, it's like leverage to use against him. Because I mean, well, Tyrion she produces loved an his heir. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, if Tyrion yeah. produces an heir, that solidifies her claim, and. If- Daenerys doesn't have an heir, and maybe we'll never will have an heir. Possibly, who knows? Um, also, do you think that changed something in Tyrion? Him finding out that she's pregnant? Because, I mean, well, first of all, they never showed his reaction. The conversation kind of ended at that That's point. True. And he and did say ne- that I love your time, children. Well, yeah, and we knew that he did. But the next time we see Tyrion, or not the next time, but later on in the episode, like, didn't he look a little bit? sketchy when he saw John entering Daenerys's room what was up with that I I don't know I think my wife has that same question all right my wife has two questions and that's one question she had was in her in her mind she's thinking that Tyrion was upset yes he looked upset well okay I think he's upset because he knows the history of he doesn't know only one person knows right only Brandon and now Samuel knows why why would he be upset by that you know, like, that's weird to me. Something, I don't know. Just something wasn't right about that. I just, I saw something in, in Tyrion that kind of scared me. I was like, uh, is he gonna do something about this? But I, I don't know. It's just a little bit weird. Maybe he's just a pensive person. I don't know. For just some like reason, I, I have this him. fear now. For some reason, I have this fear now that now that he found out that his sister's pregnant, he's feeling more and more some sort of familial... Right. Tie that he could needs be. to. I don't know. Or well, he could be, be. He could just know what's going on in there, and he's been like, "Hey, I've been high and dry for a long time." Maybe. Well, oh, do you think? Well, okay. So I guess that's another option. Is was he jealous? Like, is he sort of developing, just like everyone who works with Daenerys does, some sort of yeah, affection for her? That's yeah, the absolutely. same thing my wife thought. My, I, and I and, and I shot her theory down, thinking no way. But now that you guys are talking about it, that's the only plausible explanation. Is that he wants her just like Mormont, my man? Yeah, my man wanted her. And the friend zone, it's Mormont. Possible. Yeah. It's possible that he because, does, but it's because, just weird because they didn't show anything this whole season with that. He's always been very, you know, professional and platonic with her. So I don't know if that meant that he does feel something for her or not. I'm not sure. But we forgot, though, the, Tyrion was a ladies' man. I mean, I mean, he was like, he he really loves women. Tyrion used and to we get have, her on the regular, and he's been in the wilderness for quite a while now. Big time. Yeah. And we haven't seen him with a woman in a while. So could that be because he loves Daenerys, or could that be because um, yeah, he's focused? I just think there hasn't been enough time in this season uh, because there's just so much that they need to do to move the plot forward that there hasn't been time to really show him, you know, on like escapades with women. That could be. Yeah, he could have been yeah. getting it all the whole time, and we just don't care anymore. Right. Speaking of love, yeah. what did you guys think about the? Rhaegar and Lyanna wedding scene. So I think it's funny because the internet is flipping out right now about how quote unquote disappointing Rhaegar was physically because he looks exactly like Viserys. I think Rhaegar 
and Viserys have the same actor that plays both of them. I'm no, convinced of it. No, it's not. It's not. People checked. It looked it's not exactly the same actor, but they like picked a guy. Him. Right, they picked a guy that looks literally exactly like him, and they gave him the same exact haircut, and he has the same exact nose, and he looked I, exactly. I thought like Rhaegar him. would be so much bigger because you see like the fan fiction like illustrations of the Battle of the Trident. You see Rhaegar and Robert, and they're huge. Yeah. And this dude so, is like, I don't know. Me and John look like we could take him. Right. Yeah. I don't know. People are upset about that. People are disappointed in the uh, the portrayal of Rhaegar. <laughs> I didn't really mind it. I wasn't upset about it. I was expecting him to look like a Targaryen. You know. I mean, yes, it would have been nice if he didn't have the same exact haircut and look exactly the same. But it was just like whatever. I mean, that's probably the only time we're ever gonna see him anyway. So. It is what it is. And it's interesting that they talk about Lyanna being this beauty that essentially sent the Seven Kingdoms into war because Rhaegar placed the uh, wreath of roses in the, in the uh, tournament of Harrenhal in her lap instead of his own wife's. Right. Uh, and, she, you know, she's a beautiful woman. I'm not going to, you know, but it wasn't like... Mind-blowing or anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. just... She, yeah, yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that. So I guess we can agree that we were all disappointed by Rhaegar and <laughs> Yeah, I was like, this is this is the great Rhaegar. <laughs> you know, I'm like... And I he, really like that Bran said that, you know, the whole uh, Robert's Rebellion was built upon a lie. And I feel like we talked about that earlier, and I feel somewhat vindicated about it. Yes. Yeah. Also, um, but Rhaegar reminded me of the guy that was on um, the... Uh, uh, this the the stoner on the movie. Um, forget it. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of the movie right now. <laughs> he reminds but me he, of oh, every yeah. character on Project Runway. That's what he looked like to me. Oh, I love Project Runway. Yeah, but you're right though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Project Runway nut, man. Um, no, what's that movie where the guy ordered pizza when he was in class? The classic movie. Fast Times Richmond High. You're talking Fast about Times Richmond High. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, he reminded me of Sean Penn back in the day. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so in the end, we saw Spicoli. Brand warging. Did did that feed the did, did did that feed the notion that Brand could be the Night King possibly, or was he just looking no. at? He was just a Raven. I, I don't the, know. The Brand is the Night King stuff is starting to it's make me to nuts. You. It's just like <laughs> it's just not possible. It just doesn't make any sense with his character. Well, they they did wear the same necklace, so no, that's Photoshop. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah, they they proved that they added John. They Stupid added Facebook. somebody photoshopped a necklace on. Andre brand. is a great slayer of all brand theories. Oh, Man, he's brand the builder. Let's just let's just get him. <laughs> he's brand the builder. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know. I didn't really uh, get that way. But I'm not counting out any theories when it comes to brand because that's like we have no evidence of anything that's going to happen to him. So okay. I'm not going to say that it's not true, but. Were there any other big drop the mic moments in this episode? Obviously, the wall coming down. How about you guys are going to hate me for bringing this up? Theon's redemption. I thought that was great. I was like, yes, yes, Theon, finally. You hate Theon, please. Dude, you were like, I hope Theon dies here. I did, but he finally stood up for himself. And You're I was just so... like one of those Greyjoy soldiers or, or uh, <laughs> yes, I am. sitting there and being like, yes, I am. I'll follow that Pickle. guy now. Now that he killed the other guy, I'll follow him. 
Yes. Yeah, what, and, what was up with that? That was a little bit fake. I was like, really? Come on. I wasn't fake, Diana. How great that was, was it that he kept, kept trying to knee guy. him in the balls, and he was like, like ha, 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 I have nothing there. Based on what we've seen and we know about the Ironborn, it doesn't matter if he won that fight against that dude. The other guys still would have been like, no, we're not. We're not putting our lives on the line to save. go save your sister. Like, bye-bye. You're dumb, and you always are a coward. And we're going back to the Iron Islands, or wherever the hell they were on their way to. I, I really don't think they would have been like. How many yeah, times does Theon have to redeem himself, though? Like, at, at oh, what point? God. It's like constant cowardice, then redemption, then cowardice, and redemption. He's just on this cycle right now. So, well, but I'm I mean, glad, I can... I'm glad he did what he did, and I am so hyped. I am now once again, like I said. This episode has given me every character I like the the path I wanted them to go on from the beginning. Here's what I'm, I'm excited let, about. I wanted Littlefinger to die. Go ahead. Oh, no. I didn't mean to cut you off. Please continue. No. I wanted Littlefinger to die. I wanted Theon to grow, grow some balls. I wanted Jamie to leave um, Cersei. I wanted Jon Snow and, and Daenerys to get to get it on. I wanted Tyrion. I wanted Tyrion to face his sister finally and say, "I did what I did because I had to do it." What would you have done in my situation? And that's what he did. Um, the only thing I didn't get in this in this is I didn't get the Hound fighting his brother, but I think that's going to happen in the future. It kind of happened a little bit. Like he challenged him and didn't take it. It kind of like mean, was a verbal sparring. His brother doesn't even speak anymore. His brother has no voice. He's just like a walking zombie. So. That, I feel like that kind of detracts from his our our ability as viewers to get what we really want, you know, satisfaction out of the exchanges between them because they're never going to have a legitimate conversation because he doesn't speak. Only the Hound can speak. Here's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about the love triangle between Jamie, Brienne, and Tormund. Tormund, I believe, <laughs> survived the dragon attack. Oh, without a it, doubt. It, Really? And he survives yeah. everything. Come on. That was like unsurvivable. I mean, he survived the White Walker thing. Okay, he's alive. Let's just let's just say I he's, hope alive. he's alive. He's but definitely I mean, with us. He's alive. That whole wall fell down. Yeah, well, he's I mean, that, that's he, like he jumped in time, right? I mean, Tormund uh, survived that without. Okay, without a doubt. you could. So there's you a love triangle going to happen. Stone. Jamie, that stone, Tormund, he survived. and Brienne. <laughs> All right, fine. He survived. <laughs> I it's hope gonna he survived. Be Jamie and Tormund fighting over Brienne will just be like, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. So um, I just uh -huh. want to bring up one thing. We kind of uh, switch topics, but back to the Theon thing. So that conversation that he had with Jon Snow when he confronted him, they had that really like very precious, you know, brotherly conversation where Jon essentially forgave him in his own sort of way. That monologue that Jon had about how You've made your choice. You're, you're a Greyjoy, and you're a Stark. Was definitely 100% foreshadowing of Jon's situation when he finds out that he is. Oh a yeah, That's yeah. true. Yeah, like that scene was in there for a reason. It wasn't just for Theon's sake. Like that scene was in there mostly for Jon's sake. Well, well, I have to admit, it totally went over my head. But now that you brought it up, you I'm gonna are say so that right. to somebody tomorrow and pass it off as my idea because that's so good. That is excellent, Diana. Diana with the insight. Because <laughs> yeah. that totally went over my head. I was thinking, yeah, he is a Stark and a Greyjoy. Right. So that I mean, John's gonna find out, uh, you know, his parentage, and that is hopefully how he'll take it. 
because he's a Stark. Did you guys see, though, um, that Daenerys was like, no, we'll, uh, we'll ride in the ship together. And she was kind of like <laughs> smirking. It's like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, wait. One one thing, though, about the whole, okay, John and, John and Daenerys getting together thing. Uh, so I never saw it as a problem when he finds out his true parentage, like in terms of them being together. Because like everyone's been discussing and like we've discussed, yes, it might be incest or whatever, but in this particular show and this particular setting, it's not that big of a deal because people from houses and noble houses like marry, you know, family members, you know, before. It's not that strange. But then in the after show for this episode, I don't know if you, you guys watched it, the post episode. I did. The writers were making it seem like this is going to be a problem next season. Yeah, but Did they, they plant false flags. Of course it's going to be time. a problem. You don't, you, don't, you don't think that's going to be a problem? Here's the thing. I think Danny's going to be fine with it because she knows she's well-studied on her family history. You're high if you think that. You're totally high. If I think what? You're, Danny, you're high if you think but that. here's that, where he's going to be a problem. Darius is not going to have a problem John is gonna have not to, being the heir to the throne. You're like way out there. I think she would be okay with. Uh, Both of you not, guys are. But see, remember, way remember who John is. Remember what he does. He defers. That's who he's been. That's who he'll continue to be, no matter what his name is. He's gonna defer to Danny. He's gonna say he's gonna keep his oath and say I've bent the knee to her. And they'll rule together, but he's right. going to be perfectly <laughs> fine with her leading. No way. Um. Y- I can't. What like, you think that's going to be? He's going to have a problem with that. As long as they're married, I think they're both going to be okay with sharing. You know, quote unquote, sharing the power. Right, it'll be I an mean, egalitarian kind of thing. It'll like yeah. be both of them. <laughs> you one hundred percent off. One hundred percent off. Well, so you think that they're in some sort of battle over like who actually is going to be the real ruler? Because I think once they're married or once they're together, they're. That's it. Like they they are they will see themselves as being the one right. in power. If anything, it solidifies their power together. It'll be a, like a unit. I could see it being a problem. John will like freak out that hey, I just uh, slept with my aunt. But other than that, like he'll get over that part and be like, well, she's hot, so it's okay and it's gonna be fine. It's like two, you know. It's like the kingdom will have like two parents. You know, kids don't see you know just their dad as being the ruler, or just their mom. It's they're they're both the okay. unit of power. I'm going to let I'm going to say this easy for you guys so you guys won't, you know, be too upset. But um in this power struggle, both of them cannot survive. Daenerys is going down. Just letting you know. Well, if you want to talk about Azora High and a lot of those different theories, and if you want to bring that into play, sure. Why not? But Well, it has to. Yeah, once again, that that confirms both of them can't rule together. Azora High is not a well, much as I know, it's not a plural person, or it could be, I guess, right? But we I doubt know. it. We don't well, know. We don't know. We don't know anything is. yet. I mean, I'm still. I I know this whole season. I've had my. I'm not saying, but he dropped out a little the, bit. You know, uh, my theory that John this whole season. Okay. Yeah, this whole whole season, I've been talking about my theory that John is eventually going to have to kill. Uh, Daenerys but my theory originally started as the reason he's gonna have to kill her is because she becomes like all mad queenie and she sort of we thought was going in that direction the first couple episodes but then she kind of ended up being back to normal Daenerys so I'm not I'm not really sure what's gonna I'm not gonna deny the possibility that he may have to kill her or that she may die in some way if one of them does have to survive I could see it being Jon Snow as opposed to her 
but I, you know, maybe there will be a happy ending for both of them. Who knows? Uh, yeah, right. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. John's going to take over those dragons, and he's going to kill Daenerys. Daenerys is going to go crazy, and we're going to have um, Jamie being John's, um, John Snow's um, honor guard, or whatever you call those guys. Uh, Kingsguard. Kingsguard, Sorry, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think Jamie might be done with the Kingsguard. He's <laughs> after all these failed people he's protecting. Maybe we'll see. Well, I, you guys are so like soft on on John and Daenerys, man. You, you guys don't don't understand their personalities. Are very are very resolute and they're very they're very yeah, but um, they love each stubborn. Other. They don't. They. 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 Who says they love each other? No one said they're I love you. Showing it blatantly in the show. They're falling in love with each other. They're gonna end up no being one, an item. No one said I love you. They just. They just got it on in John, a hot moment you're on the this ship, from, man. You're just kind of. You're like. You the, guys you're on like, an island on this one, man. I may be, but you know what? My islands have always turned out to be well. A lot of times, turned out to be correct. <laughs> always like King Gendry. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I relinquished that after I thought about it, but I've still held on to you know, some hard and fast ideas. But they got together in a hot moment on a ship. Fine. But it doesn't mean they're falling in love. Come on now. They've been falling in love for the past four episodes, dude. No, they've been falling in lust for the past four episodes. I don't know about they've that. Got, they've gotten it on without saying I love It's you. love, you know, because of, remember Diana's uh, pet theory where she, like, you know, the cat slash dragon meets the boy and they're like yeah we're good with this dude that was the moment i think we should just agree to disagree john well, i respect your opinion trey i respect yours no you don't just know that two years from now we're going to replay this podcast and i'm going to just like I, just like last week when you shot down my theory and i said someone's going to die and you were like, who? Who's going to die? Who's going to die? No. Okay. Well, you, no, that is completely false. I always knew Littlefinger was going to die, but you didn't start off claiming that he was going to be the one to die. You were saying that someone major, someone huge was going to die. Like Tyrion. I did, yes. No, you didn't. I, you said Littlefinger after we debated it for like 20 minutes, and I was like, I Littlefinger might die, but not a major character. And you were like, oh, yeah, Littlefinger. But at first, you were saying like someone huge was going to die, like Cersei or Jaime or... Littlefinger is huge. He's not. He's still sort of a side character. He's not he's one not. of the main main players. Oh, you're really hating now, man. Littlefinger is one of the one of the major characters on the show because 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 we, we even discussed that you that we thought Littlefinger was gonna have a bigger role possibly next year. I, I mean, I mean next season. So Littlefinger is huge, and I said someone major is going to die. Littlefinger is one of the major characters in this show. He was, as a matter of fact, he. He manipulated more people in it. He's made more big moves than anyone else other than Cersei in his entire on, on this entire show. I forgot the original point of what we were. De- I forgot the original <laughs> point of what we were debating. But the, yeah. the, the, the original point is my theories at first seem crazy, but they tend to pan out a lot of the times. So that's all I'm saying. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Begrudgingly. <laughs> So, I'm still kind of interested in the in the character arc of not only Theon but the character arc of of Brianna. Like what? Like Brienne. Brienne. I mean, 
she is surviving like everything. I mean, that was your theory that she was going to die, right? I I still think that she's going to die next season. Well, so, I didn't think you know she in particular was going to die any particular episode, but I still think that I I can see her dying next season because she's kind of like expendable. But I I still sort of have my theory that perhaps I don't know uh, I don't know if this theory applies. See, my original theory was that Jamie is that Cersei would kill Brienne and that was what was would cause Jamie to uh, turn against Cersei. But in this episode, he kind of already turned away from her without any of that being necessary. So I'm not really sure what's in the future for Brienne. But I still sort of, sort of see her as an expendable character. Well, I see Brienne now going all the way through. And um, what would you guys think of Bronn? You think Bronn will, you, you, you mm. will, will, go, will go with Jamie? I'm not sure. Bronn may have already been turned by Tyrion for all we know. Yeah, I don't know. They definitely didn't show what happened to him, but it looked like Jamie was leaving by himself, so not sure. Okay. So but um, still side sort of still side characters, so I feel like they kinda just didn't focus on them because it wasn't really, you know, like the main players. So we'll have to see next season what their fate is, because they didn't really show us. Okay, so we have any final thoughts on the episode before you wrap it up? Andre? Um, I thought this was a good episode because it introduced a lot of questions, but also gave us as fans a lot of things to chew on in terms of the satisfaction of things we wanted to see for a long time. So I would have to rate it my favorite season finales so far. Wow. That's pretty big. Uh, yeah, I, um, like you said, John, uh, thought that this episode kind of had everything I wanted in it. It was very satisfying. Uh, there was a little bit of surprise, but in a good way, you know, with the whole little finger thing or with the whole rather Aria and yeah. uh, Sansa thing. So, and, uh, in terms of all the rest, I don't want to say it was what I expected, but it was what I wanted. So, I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to make the declaration that it was my favorite finale of the whole series because I have to. I'd have to go back and watch all the finales because they've all been so good. But uh, it was really enjoyable. I liked it. I give it a nine out of ten. Okay, before we go, there is one question I wanted to ask you guys. When Arya was in there with all the soldiers and she was so confident, do you think she could have taken all those guys out? I think she could have. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because, or that you asked that because that thought occurred yeah, that to me for some random reason. <laughs> I was, I was like, like, I was she like, oh, can God. definitely get out. I don't know if she yeah. killed everybody in there, but she could have got out for sure. Because uh, be- before the surprise was revealed, when we actually all thought that Sansa was going to go like sentence her to do, you know, well, to be honest, even when I thought that Sansa was going to sentence her, I still thought she would like maybe banish her, not necessarily kill her, but. uh yeah, that thought crossed my mind. I was like, wait a minute. If she sentences her to die or something, like, can she escape this room right now? Can she take everyone? And I was like, yes, she can. You know, like, she's small and she's nimble and she's fast and she's she's like a ninja. So I feel like she could have. If if she I think so. Here. Well, I don't know if she would have killed everybody. She, she would have gotten out. But another thing that was revealed during this season is that, okay, um, and, 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 and I do want to have, like, extended podcasts on these subjects of who is stronger. San- I'm going to do like Sansa versus Arya. And um, 
Sansa said Arya is the stronger of the two, but I disagree. I think Sansa is. But when Arya walked in there and she had this really great confidence, it just was just thrilling. But my original point was this, is that this series, this show, this finale reveal that Sansa knows everything that Arya can do. She knows the religion or cult that she was involved in. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't think that she had knowledge of that. Well, I think that was sort of implied that there were obviously conversations that they didn't show us as viewers, you know, because they they obviously plotted this and they had some sort of conversations. Um, I'm assuming many that we didn't get to see as viewers um, in order to make this whole little finger going down thing happen. So there was a lot of of stuff that we just didn't see. So it's it's implied that they talked about it and that she. You know, she learned about what Arya has been up to. Had they not tricked Littlefinger, he possibly could have gotten away before they before they had did something with him. That's I mean, they true, had yeah. to trick him. They, they had that, to. They, yeah. Just thoroughly, they had to completely surprise him because he would have somehow gotten out or squirreled away or possibly left, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, overall, amazing episode. I was very pleased with it. And I look and forward to season. next season. Yeah, yep. awesome. Okay, so um, I guess now that we covered that, um, we go, we're going to come back. Sorry, sorry for last week. We only had one episode. We had a recording kind of snafu, but um, this week we'll have two or more anyway. So, Andre, now it's time to do what? Now it's time to drop the mic. Okay, guys. Um, so you.